another episode of Impact Today. My name is Mark Bowling. I'm an evangelist, teacher of the Word, and I am glad you joined me today for this program. Uh, before we get started, just want to encourage you again to go to our website, impacttoday.tv, and uh, avail yourself of everything we have there. If you want to shoot us an email, a prayer request, a testimony, we'll read it, we'll pray with you, we'll rejoice with you. Also, all of these episodes you can find at our YouTube channel right there at that website, impacttoday.tv. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find our podcasts. All of these are communicated in what's best for you. And so you can listen to it, watch it over and over again. Be sure to like it, subscribe, and share, and it'll be a blessing to you. God bless you. I'm going to begin talking today, we'll see how long it lasts, uh, about the subject of healing from this angle. Healing, I'm going to ask a question, is it a side issue or a priority? Healing, is it a side issue or a priority? Does God place a priority on the healing of your sickness and disease? Because so many times in the church we view healing as just a side issue. Isn't that correct? Well, it's not that important. What's really important is that sins are forgiven. Well, obviously it's very important that our sins are forgiven. Um, but at the same time, we need to look at what the Bible says about the healing of our bodies. Amen. What kind of emphasis does the Bible place on it? What kind of emphasis did Jesus put on it? Is it just a side issue? Well, we'll find out. Uh, every commission recorded in the New Testament, everyone who was commissioned, uh, they were commissioned with a command to heal. Hallelujah. Uh, healing was involved in every New Testament commission. Why? Because our Father is very serious about the well-being of His children. He wants you healed, He wants you whole, and He made it very clear when He said, I am the Lord who heals you, Exodus 15, 26. But look at the first commission in the Bible. Jesus Christ was the first one. God the Father sent Jesus. He commissioned Jesus. Jesus came to this earth with a mandate. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, notice what Jesus said. He said, the Spirit of the Lord, this is Luke 4, verse 18. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. There's healing throughout that mandate right there. He was commissioned, notice, preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom to the captives, 
Sickness and disease can be a captivity. Amen. In fact, uh, the woman uh, in, I believe it was around Luke chapter 13, the woman that Jesus said was bound, says she was bound with a spirit of infirmity. She was bent over for 18 years. And when the religious leaders didn't like the fact that she was being healed on the Sabbath day, Jesus said, uh, don't you guys free your ox or loose, get your ox out of the pit if it falls, your, your, your animal, your livestock, if it falls into the pit, don't you, don't you help it out? She said, and he said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for these 18 years, shouldn't she be loosed on the Sabbath? Notice, Jesus said the woman was bound. She was held captive by Satan with this infirmity, with this sickness, with this disease. Amen. And he says right here in Luke 4, I have been commissioned to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, both spiritual and physical. And we see a very common thing through the ministry of Jesus. So many people who were blind, he gave sight back to them. Amen. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Oppressed. Do you hear that? Oppressed. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were, hear it, oppressed by the devil. Sickness and disease is an oppression from the devil. But God anointed him. That was part of his commission. See, when God commissions you, he anoints you to fulfill that commission. Amen. And Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Amen. Listen to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Hallelujah. And great multitude followed him. Amen. Why? Because of all the healing that was taking place. Amen. Now listen to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. These are just a few scriptures. Uh, we could actually spend a couple episodes talking about scripture after scripture in the ministry of Jesus concerning his healing ministry. Matthew 9 verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. There was so much healing in the ministry of Jesus, so much deliverance in the ministry of Jesus, that if we were to take all of those accounts out, every miracle testimony of healing, every miracle testimony of deliverance from demons, every miracle testimony of Him raising people from the dead, if we were to remove it all from Scripture, 
it, we'd be left with, with very little. <laughs> Amen. Because so much of his ministry was consumed with healing the sick, with casting out demons and raising the dead. Amen. It's not a side issue. It is a priority. Jesus made it a priority, and therefore we ought to make it a priority. But that's just Jesus. How about the 12? Remember, we're talking about every commission that's recorded in the New Testament involved healing. First, it was Jesus. Then Jesus, he sent the 12 two by two. He gave his disciples authority to heal and to cast out demons. Uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, notice what it says. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds. All kinds. Can you say that? All kinds. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And then, verse 7, notice what he says to them. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. What did they freely receive? Authority to heal. Amen. Authority to cast out demons. Authority to raise the dead. He gave them authority. And then he commanded them, go do this. And they went and they did it. Amen. Praise God. How about the 70? Jesus was commissioned with healing. Then Jesus commissioned the 12 with healing. And then Jesus raised up 70 more besides the 12. And notice what he says to them in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 verse 1, Jesus said, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also, and he sent them two by two before his face into every city where he himself would go. And then in verse 9, notice what he says to them. And well, we'll just start with verse 8 for context. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Notice that. Heal the sick. The kingdom of God has come near you. It's within hand's reach. It's all around you. Praise God. And so they did. They went out. The 70 on top of the 12. You realize by the end of Jesus' ministry, he had the 70 and the 12. That's 82. He sent them all two by two. He had Jesus himself was going, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and Jesus had 41 teams of two going, preaching the gospel, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, healing the sick, casting out demons. Wow, what a ministry. He raised up 41 teams of two in a matter of three years. He was saturating Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Syria, this whole, that whole area, that whole vicinity 
with gospel preachers declaring the realities of the kingdom of heaven and then demonstrating it, healing the sick, amen, casting out devils, amen. And so they did. They went forth and they came back so excited. They said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through thy name. And notice what he says in Luke 10, verse 19. This applies to you and I. He said this, Behold, I give you the authority. Notice, I give you the authority. Remember what he said back there in Matthew 10? Freely you have received, freely give. Amen. Now here he's saying, Behold, I give you. That means we're receiving. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. That could be literal, I believe. That can be literally serpents and scorpions. Amen. Or symbolically, demon spirits. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. We have dominion, my friend. We have authority over demons. We have authority over Satan and his kingdom. We have authority over serpents and scorpions. Praise God. Amen. So, number one, Jesus in his commission, he was commissioned with healing. He was called to go and heal the sick. God anointed him for that purpose. Number two, the 12 disciples, the apostles. Jesus sent them and he told them to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out devils, to raise the dead. Freely you have received, freely give. And then the 70, the 70 on top of the 12, besides the 12, they went and they preached the kingdom of God is near and they were to also heal the sick. Anyone who received their ministry, they were mandated, you go and you bring healing to them. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. The fourth commission is to all believers. Amen. After Jesus rose from the dead, he said, Go, preach the gospel, and these signs will follow those who believe. And he goes on to say, In my name they'll cast out demons, and in my name they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Praise God. All believers now have, have been authorized in that glorious name, the name of Jesus, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Every believer has the authority and the power, the commission to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Hallelujah. But then... How about the fifth commission? There's another one, number five, the church. The Holy Spirit instructs the seriously sick, those who are seriously ill, to call for the elders of the church, the leadership of the church, and they are to come and to pray for them. James chapter five, it says they're to pray for them, anointing him or her with oil in the name of the Lord, and the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 14, The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Now notice that. The Lord will raise him up. That means they're on their bed. 
that means they're seriously sick. So you're not supposed to call, if you're, listen carefully, as one who travels a lot in the nation of Asia, I have found that a lot of times believers, even with minor ailments, week after week, they go up to the preacher, they go up to the pastor, please pray for me, I don't feel well. Well, thank God for that, and thank God the pastors, you know, they're, they're patient, they're kind, they're loving, and they pray for you. But really, you're supposed to learn how to pray for yourself. Amen. You're not to call for the elders of the church to come visit you every time you have a minor illness. Amen. No, God hears your prayers. Amen. Jesus said, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door is open to him. Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. Amen. He said, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Up to this point, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive. You will receive, and it will be given unto you, amen, that your joy may be full, amen. But here in James 5, it says, is any sick among you? If you look at the context, if there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord, hear this, and the Lord will raise him up. Amen. That means if you've been praying and it just seems like you're not able, you're not receiving the victory, you're not getting the victory, call the elders of your church. Now, if you don't belong to a church, you're not going to have any elders to call. You should belong to a local church. Amen. Uh, but if you're in a difficult situation and you don't seem to be getting the answers to your prayer, call the elders of the church and they are instructed to pray for you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Not to, not to declare your, the last rites. Not to have, perform some kind of ceremony preparing you for death. No, they're to anoint you in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save, heal, deliver the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. That's a promise. That's God's word. It doesn't say pray and see what will happen. It doesn't say, pray, if it be thy will, Lord, heal them. No, it says, pray, and anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith. Faith there means conviction, firm persuasion. Let them pray the prayer of faith, and the Lord will raise him up. It doesn't say the Lord might raise him up. It doesn't say, we'll see if the Lord's going to raise him up. It says, the Lord will raise him up, and if they've committed any sins, they will be forgiven him. Glory to God. We can be sure. We can be confident. We can be established in this truth that if I am sick, there's victory for me. Amen. It's not a side issue. Jesus was commissioned with healing. Then Jesus commissioned the 12 with healing. Then Jesus commissioned the 70 with healing. 
Then Jesus said, these signs will follow all who believe, everyone who believes. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The whole church has been commissioned with healing. And even if someone's sick and they're on their bed of, of affliction, amen. The Bible says there's a call for the elders of the church and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Amen. It's not a side issue. It's a priority with our Heavenly Father. It is such a priority. It's such a major part of the plan of God. So much so that when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says He, God placed on Him our sicknesses, our diseases, our infirmities. And by His stripes, we are healed. In the same way that Jesus died for our sins, in that same way, on the cross, Jesus suffered our sicknesses, our diseases. It is a redemptive right. Matthew 8, 17 declares, He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, and by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thus, we are told to not forget all His benefits. Psalm 103. Do not forget all His benefits, who forgives all your sins or all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. Simply take God at His word. Amen, and act upon it. Amen. I've been preaching this message now for many, many years. When the Lord sent us as missionaries to Mexico, my wife and I, we moved to Mexico when I think I was uh, approximately 23 years old. She was 21 years old. We moved to Mexico with $20 in our pocket. We also had a credit card and a, a, a newborn baby. We moved there and immediately I started preaching that Jesus was the healer, immediately. And you know what happened? Immediately, we started seeing the sick healed. Never forget being in one village. This lady was bedridden with some mysterious disease, pain in her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. We laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. By that evening, she had begun to recover. Within two weeks, she was bedridden. Within two weeks, she was running up and down the streets of her village, declaring, I am healed. Glory to God. Gloria a Dios. Gloria a Dios. Glory to God in Spanish. Amen. He is the healer. Amen. He loves you. Healing is important to Him. He wants you healed. He created you to be healed and whole. Your eyes were made to see. Your ears were made to hear. Your arms were made to bend. Your legs were made to walk. Your mouth was made to speak and sing. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lift up every single person who's watching by television, every single person who might be listening or watching on the internet, where, however they're listening or watching, I lift them up to you. And I ask right now, that you heal them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I ask you right now, heal them in Jesus' name. I thank you that even right now, 
hearts are being healed. Brand new hearts are being formed inside people's bodies. Where there's been weakness, there's now strength. Where there's been failure, now there's success. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Kidneys are being healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Pancreases are being healed. Lungs are being set free. Arms are being made whole. Eyes are seeing. Deaf ears are hearing. I thank you, Lord, for every manner of sickness and disease being healed right now through the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Now, if there was something you couldn't do before, do it now. Check yourself and see that the Lord is healing you in Jesus' name. It's His power that's healing you. He is mighty. He is glorious. And He is all love. He loves you. He's moved with compassion for you. Amen. Now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, today's your day. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. God is saying to you, come to me. I accept you. My son paid the price for you. His blood was shed for you. Just receive him right now. In Jesus' name. Say this, dear Father God, I come to you as a sinner. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is your son. And I believe with all my heart he died on the cross for my sins. He was buried. But I also believe you raised him up from the dead for my justification, for my pardon. Therefore, I confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord of my life. I receive Him as my Savior. Dear Jesus, come, live inside of me now. I repent of all sin, and I commit my life into your hands right now. And I thank you according to your promise. You save me, you set me free, and you make me a child of God. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. My dear friend, if you did that, I have good news for you. Eternal life has been imparted into your spirit. Your sins are washed away. You're now a child of God. Heaven is now your home. If you ever make a mistake, don't run from God. Run to God. He's for you. He has a plan for your life, and He loves you very deeply. He's affectionate uh, towards you. Amen. He loves you very much. Amen. God bless you. If you, uh, if you did accept Jesus, come to our website. Tell us about it. Give us your prayer requests. Give us your testimony. Uh, we love you. God bless you. Tune in next time for the next episode of Impact Today. God Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.